0: Hello everybody, this is Dr. Fred. I am responsible, I am accountable, I am capable of assisting people to find their true voice and then deliver it effectively into the world around us. With 40 years in mental health, 32 of them as a psychiatrist, and then a massive amount of conversations, including podcasting and expert speaking, keynote speaking, I have the opportunity to really see the magic that it takes to find one's authentic self and then deliver it effectively into the world. And if you're like me, you can see that now more than ever, that's what's called for. So today is that day, now is that time. Come forth, join me in the broadcast. You'll see on the other side of this at True Voice with Dr. Fred. everybody hello Welcome to True Voice with Dr. Fred. What an honor it is to be here. What an honor it is to have a voice. What an honor it is to deliver that voice effectively into the world. It might be that you're the only person listening to me right now. What's clear is that if you are listening, and you must be because you got to this point, the impact I'm making on you at this very moment is unique to the two of us. Maybe you're listening live as I'm creating and then spewing these words into the airspace. Let's look at the complexity of what that really entails. I'm not with anyone in this room. I have a couple of cats with me over here. And I'm staring at a flat screen that is really just, uh, I don't know, 24 by 16 or something picture of me. And I'm talking into that flat screen as if it's some sort of connector. Now I'm a psychiatrist, and when I need to say that when I graduated uh medical school in 1988 and then went into psychiatric residency, I was the schizophrenia was re- really a pretty rare disease at the time. And don't don't get me started about that, but One of the uh, criteria for schizophrenia was that if someone would actually talk to a TV, we would just call them psychotic and then they would need to be hospitalized. Isn't that hilarious? These days, if someone can't talk to a TV, we call them psychotic and we get them hospitalized. That says a lot about the fluidity. Of what mental illness is, and that it's completely subject to the surrounding environment. It has nothing to do with anything organic. It has to do with the interface of the person with the general state of the mainstream. Right? Because if talking to a TV was psychotic once, it would seem like it's psychotic now. And now you almost can't get through a day. I can't get through a day without talking to a TV for four, six, eight, sometimes 10 hours a day. And if I would not talk to a TV, I would perish at this point. I really actually need to do that. That's my connection to other people. It's my source of income. It's where growth and development takes place. It's where my conversations take place there's nothing psychotic at all about talking to a TV now. But when you think about it, let's look at what's really happened. Once we get out of the psychotic realm and just call it, you know, what we need to do, or what we get to do, or the advancement of technology or whatever we want to say. Here's what's happening. I'm talking to me. Well, I'm not even talking to me. I'm talking to a flat screen with millions of pixels on it that uh, represent something uh, by light that actually convinced me that I'm looking at me. It's not even a mirror of me. It's actually just lights. You know, camera, there's a camera and then a translation and then a translation and the lights, and then a video you know, and then audio, and there's so much going on just to have me believe that who I'm talking to is me, and as it turns out, I'm not even talking to me on real time. my mouth is moving with no delay at the same speed that I'm speaking, which already in and it itself is kind of strange. Because you might know, you know, if you're in a big open environment and you speak in a big space like a stadium or something, it doesn't arrive to the other side of the stadium for like, you know, several seconds. And here, the amount of airwaves that my uh, yeah, that my um, voice needs to travel through and massive traffic, billions of other people, at least hundreds of millions of other people. Speaking at the same time, and you know, there's no lanes or stop signs or stop lights or intersections. We're just crossing over each other and somehow not interfering with each other as it comes through this mic out through the space somewhere in the world as waves and lands over there where you are. And it's entirely possible that where you are is like somewhere in Asia. So it's got to get past the ocean got to get past like different political borders and it gets there in real time and it's not my even my voice you're hearing it's a facsimile of my voice created by mechanical electronics that sound close enough to being me that would have you recognize that they're me not to mention what it is that i'm saying or developed of what i'm saying or the ideas that i'm trying to get across or the words i'm using to try to get those ideas across or the sections, the sentence structure that I'm creating to string together to create the ideas of the uh, that I want to get across using words that are part of my repertoire and thereby limited by my own experience because there are some words, many words, most words that I've never even heard of. And I'm inside of the English language, which only has a certain amount of words that are actually defined by the language. And I have to go by what I think those words mean rather than either what they mean or what they're supposed to mean. And sometimes words mean different than what they're supposed to mean. And we haven't even gotten started on what it is that I'm trying to say or the ideas it is that I'm trying to get across. In the meantime, we're representing and essentially depending with our dear lives on the technology to get this done, which includes pixelated flat screens and waves going across the ocean through a microphone that is creating a facsimile of my utterances coming out of my vocal cords, as well as the visuals, which are created by simple baby lights that are somehow created by a microchip that's the size of essentially being invisible, and is made up of nothing less than ones and zeros. Now, we haven't even begun to get that uh, the whole world depends on these levels of communication, and we depend on them so heavily that the whole world teeters on whether or not there might be a nuance in something I say that either turns you off or offends you or even creates some degree of defensiveness or some degree of fight back or some degree of war even, which can be created easily between two people who say things that the other person didn't want to hear. We still haven't gotten to the point of the idea that what it is that I'm developing here, having gone through all those ideas. And let's just look at the initial step, which is when I'm speaking, I don't get a rehearsal. I have to actually own that which I said as if I really meant that which I said, which is defined by what you hear rather than what I think I'm saying. What I think I'm saying really has minimal value, in fact, because what it is that you heard me say is a lot more important than what it is that I thought I was saying. So I don't even get credit for being able to back off of what it is that you thought you heard if what it is that you thought you heard is different than what I thought I said. So if what it is you thought you heard is different than what I thought I said, it turns out that you're right. You're right. I'm not right. And so, you know, what gets passed on, you might say, well, you know, Dr. Fred said this, or he said that. And you would be right. I could say, no, I didn't. You say, no, you did. I heard you. And you'd be like, okay, you're right. And I could say something, well, that isn't what I meant to say. But you would then say, well, you wouldn't have said it if that wasn't what you meant to say. So, in fact, I have to take credit for what it is that you hear rather than what it is I thought I was saying. We still haven't gotten to the point yet where an interchange has been initiated. This is all in the development of each and every utterance, each and every sound bite, each and every word or strung together as sentences, created together in groups as paragraphs, and put together to represent an idea based on a vocabulary that is past based and only allows for me to pick from words that I can recall that represent anything close to what it is that I'm trying to communicate. And the closer I get, well, that I have to also depend on when it gets over there to the listener, that your definition of the words that I'm using is close enough to representing my definition of the words that I'm using so that I have a, you know, snowball's chance of having what I say land over there consistent with what it is that I thought I was sending to you. Are you dizzy yet? You get that you're doing this all the time while you're driving. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving or you're at home or you woke up in the morning or you're on your stationary bike or maybe, uh, you know, I don't know what your situation is. And you have a receiver over there that has different levels of fidelity. And there might be a dog barking or a child crying or your wife or your husband talking to you at the same time. Or maybe you have it in your earbuds. Earbuds, what is that? Well, that's something that comes through the computer and then leaves your computer going into these crazy little things that fit inside of your ears at a new level of moving power translation. And, you know, we
1: really wonder how it is that we can communicate with each other or why it is that people don't understand us when we try to say something that we'd say.
0: After you hear what I say, you may be reactive. You may be activated. You may hear me say something that you thought I said, which, of course, I already determined is more valid than what I thought I told you. And then once that occurs, you can respond and be activated, be insulted, be offended, be defensive. You can be pretty certain that what I said is inconsistent with what you think is what I should have said. And thereby, you could be made upset by what you heard me say. And I'm already absolutely sort of confined or resigned to actually accepting that which you heard me say as being more valid than what I thought I said. And in the meantime, I didn't have any rehearsal. I just had to create these sentences on the fly. So I may not have said that, which I thought I thought, which I thought I was trying to say, I may have actually said that something which is closer to what you heard, even though I thought I said something that was consistent with what I said, which would have been less controversial than that which you heard, which has now become the valid thing that got communicated. We still haven't even gone to the interchange yet because once you're activated you are kind of compelled at that point to actually respond you can respond in a number of ways but your most likely way to respond is to vocalize back and you know i could go through the whole transitional uh sequencing cascade that takes place when you do that but it's really similar to what i just described except it's coming from you and not me And I'm hearing everything you said as being really authentic and representing that which you are as a person. So when you say something and you say something that I determine has a fair amount of uh, gravitas or heavy hitting or, you know, depth to it, then in fact, I'm going to link that to who you are as a person and you're now going to represent that which I think you are because you have the audacity or the courage or willingness to
1: say that which you said.
0: So you say what you said, I hear what you said, and in in flow, of course, what you think you said in response to what I said isn't nearly as important as what I think you said in response to hearing what it is that I said. So I hear your response and I can determine whether or not you're supportive or in agreement or in disagreement or in opposition or offended or defensive, or you want to join up or you don't want to speak anymore or you want to scream at me or you want to get mad at me or maybe you want to censor me or cancel me or maybe you want to stifle me or maybe you want to put me on a podium or let me speak to a larger group all based on the fact of what you think I said, which may or may not be the same as what I thought I was saying when I said what I said. Whew. We haven't really gone through a whole interchange yet, have we? Because at this point, what we have to get is you have to send this stuff through the airwaves going backwards on whatever computer or you know, the communication device you're using and you know maybe there's some wires involved in some cases in other cases it's wireless and maybe there are some slow internet nodes and maybe the you know download or upload speed is altered so that you can only speak so fast or so slow and not only that maybe your use of the english language maybe it's your second or third language or maybe you're actually using another language besides english that's being automatically translated by the translating machines that are now embedded in our computer system so that you can speak Mandarin Chinese and actually have me understand you when I don't even know one word of that wild language. But you speak Mandarin Chinese and then some sort of computer over there actually turns it over and creates it into some form of English that I can then determined to think that I has done a perfect job, and therefore what that machine says you said, I just believe, and then holds you to that which you said, even if you said it in Mandarin Chinese. Are you dizzy yet? Here's what you need to get. I'm not even describing anything that weird. I'm describing any interchange. Any interchange that you have had online looks just just like this, and if you take away the online, it doesn't really take away that much. It's still as ridiculous. Even if you're in the same room as me, all these interchanges and interfaces and interpretations and memories and thoughts and filters and emotions and listening and speaking and creating language and using past-based experiences to, uh, to help uh, uh, define what it is, what we think we're hearing when another person speaks. All that can happen without the interference of computers. But computers do make it a little bit more complex because now we're counting on mechanical and super difficult to understand ideas of, you know, sound traveling in a fashion that is quite extraordinary and visuals are being translated and and, and also, you know, creating An image that we all believe is ourselves. I'm still looking at the screen. I'm pretty sure I can see myself when, in fact, this is not a mirror, but it sort of looks like a mirror. Although this particular one, when I move left, it moves right. So it doesn't really move like a mirror. It moves like a different person than me. But I get a good look at my beard, at my eyes, at uh, how I look, how tired are the, you know, what about my wrinkles or the bags under my eyes? I'm too bad bags at this point. And um, I don't mind my shirt, and so I feel like I'm probably making it okay. The call-in number today, Sam's not going to join us today. The call-in number, if you'd like to speak about this or anything else, is one 627 6008 It's one 627 6008 Going back to this, let's say that you get it done, that you agree to interchange with me and you volley back that which you said in such a way that I think I heard what you said and I'm able to somehow resonate with it and get it to you that I heard what you said and I accept what you said as a proper response to that which I said. And how would I know? Because most of the things I said are addressed in some way, shape or form or implied to be addressed by that which you uttered, which I have now determined um, created the image that you probably heard what I said and not only heard what I said, but processed it close enough to that which I intended to say that I can accept whatever your answer is as being somehow valid and a contribution to the overall conversation, which to this point hasn't even gone one back and forth. It's not even completed with the fourth. This is how communication is. And I'm just describing a fair amount of the moving pieces and not even a lot of them, actually, just a small amount of the number of moving pieces that have to happen for two people to enter a conversation with something I like to call a unified intention. Almost everything requires a unified attention to actually
1: move a conversation forward. Um. The reality of the situation is a unified intention
0: uh, is a miracle. (laughs) You put two people or three people together for a unified intention. That's just a crazy miracle. So podcasting, this whole world where there's millions of people that are trying to podcast It's just a morass of that, right? I mean, there's millions of people trying to put together sentences and make a difference and be funny or entertaining or educational. Or, you know, make make a point, be interactive at some level. And be happy with the impact they're making because they're making at least some impact, even though it's very likely that 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 is being heard from others about what it is you're saying doesn't really represent that which you actually intended to say or think you said because they are hearing what they hear based on the emotions, feelings, and filters that are in place at any given time before what you say gets over there to them so that they can interpret what you said and then instantly respond by um, vocalizing some sort of version of a created sentence structure or paragraph or story that they design on the fly without a rehearsal. know what, with all that said, and every piece of that said, I'm going to go to commercial because I really, I'm tired of hearing what I said. I'm tired of making sense about what I said. And by the way, we haven't even received, I haven't even, I'm just now receiving that which you said, which is approximately three seconds after that, which I said, landed over there with you before you created the filters to hear what you thought I said, and then respond in the way that you did sending this stuff sometimes thousands of miles through the ether all the way through computers that had nothing to do with our actual voice or actually what we see so that we can be driven under the illusion of actually being with each other uh together for a unified intention which you haven't if you haven't gotten that yet is an insane miracle in its own right that's it for now i'll set you on the backside of this wild ass commercial hello everybody it's dr fred again i wanted to explain to you a little bit about one of the names i have called the undoctor what is the undoctor well after about 15 years in the field of me being misaligned with what i was doing because i was medicating people even knowing that medications were not the right answer and i was diagnosing people even though i didn't always believe that they had the diagnosis that i said that they had even though they did meet the criteria, et cetera, I like seeing humans for exactly who they are and who they're not, and not as a diagnosis. So in 2006, I began the process of becoming the undoctor. I unmedicated, undiagnosed, and then undoctrinated a bunch of people, like people no longer had to come to a psychiatrist because their conditions cleared. This isn't true for everyone, it may not be true for you, but for some folks who know that their diagnosis doesn't fit and who know that they don't wanna keep going through with medications and don't wanna be seen as someone who's defective or afflicted, this turned out to be a great intervention. Over time I stopped doing that and I no longer do a whole lot of conventional psychiatry. Now I just help people walk through their life and find their true voice. I connect with people straight up, not as if there's a power gradient between a doctor and a patient, but it's two humans connecting and resonating with each other. As it turns out, that's where all healing emanates from. So today, I've developed the Welcome to Humanity brand over the last six or seven years, and that really takes into consideration all of this. It is self-explanatory. Basically, each and every experience that we have with humanity is just as exquisite as another, even if it's deeply uncommon. The from there, we get to actually share these human experiences. From there, we get to resonate and connect. And from there, healing takes place. I also have been helping people with their true voice, and that's why you're here today at True Voice with Dr. Fred. I help people find that true voice, really their authentic self, their core value system, and then deliver it effectively into a world that is eagerly awaiting to hear Without your voice, no one will ever hear you. And without your true voice, no one will ever know you. But with your true voice, you can find healing, peace, and love. True voice is what it takes to end all wars. So welcome to True Voice with Dr. Fred. All right, we are back. Then we have the written word. The written word has a capacity of actually delivering a greater true voice than the spoken word. Now, it's a little bit hard to believe. But the written word is allows for rehearsal. It allows for review before you actually send it to somebody using whatever means that you send, you know, certainly there's the electronic version that is used so frequently today in the world of text messaging and mail and other forms of electronic delivery, I guess, uh, social media and other forms of communicating. Um, but there's the old style as well, right? Handwritten letters or writing, uh, books or, or mm, typing stuff out on an actual typewriter. They used to have this thing called the typewriter and people, some people still use it. And because there's an opportunity to rehearse, you know, I, uh, if I would have had more time, I would have sent you a shorter letter. I think someone was once credited with saying, you can really hone in your message and make sure that the words that you're using have the level of ambiguity that you intend them to have. So sometimes you might want, a double entendre or some degree of ambiguity and vagary around what it is that you're saying, but other times you may want to be really precise and double and triple check through, you know, use of thesaurus, the thesauruses and dictionaries uh, for synonyms and definitions or antonyms for that matter, opposite. And you could sort of say what you say inside of writing sometimes in ways that exceed that which might have been what you needed to say if you would have said it in words. It's a different form of self expression. And as we've learned about before, as I like to say before, it is in the world of self expression that the concerns about mental illness seem to arise. The idea being that the reason that anybody feels like they have mental illness
1: is that. Um, more than likely it's what it's because
0: they aren't being self-expressed. They're not being heard for what it is that they're saying, or they're not able to hear what another is saying. And so in the world of self-expression and listening, this uh, cutoff leads one to feel misaligned. And with that misalignment, like there's something wrong with them. And with something, when someone feels there's something wrong with them, they like getting that resolved by hearing that there must be something wrong with them. And there is some comfort that comes in the world of psychiatry or mental health when you learn that there's something wrong with you. Because when there's something wrong with you, then you don't have to be necessarily responsible for the things that you're doing that are either embarrassing or maybe shameful or causing you some form of dishonor or some form of diminished sense of self. So if you can learn that that wasn't you that did that actually, and you could write it off to some sort of acronym called a mental illness diagnosis, it seems like that's a valuable thing to do because then you could say, hey, that's not me, that's my ADHD, or that's my bipolar disorder, BPD, or my major depressive disorder, MDD, or PTSD, or autistic ASD, you know there's so many things so many of these little acronyms that you can write off and say uh that's that wasn't me that was my so in true voice with dr fred what we do is we really take a deeper look at this and we help you get more access to what it is that's in the way of you self-expressing now you might get that what i have said i and i you know i'm a little bit more practiced than the average person having been a communicator for a little more than four decades, or even six decades, if you include why I came on the earth in the first place. I'm not that much better at it than most people. I still have the same likelihood of being misunderstood or even completely, um, you know, misaligned with what I thought I said. But in true voice, we start getting that there's access to being who you really are, including all the vulnerabilities and the sensitivities, that might take place in the present time that you may not be proud of or you sort of wish that other people couldn't see, but you say them or you be them anyways. Because when you can create that level of authenticity with another person, when you can create that level of authenticity with a group of people, it opens up the gates to really looking at what this humanity is and all the absurdities and the ludicrous preposterousnesses, preposterousnesses, Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you get to be uh when you get to be me, I guess you get to make up words like preposterousness is. Preposterousness, and then plural that pre- preposterousness is.
1: All
0: right. Well, I'll have to look that up. Right. I think you see, that's a word that I made up, and the likelihood is that over there you're catching on to what well, your version of what preposterousness is, is. Like, what is preposterousnesses, or what, I should have say, what are preposterousnesses, and how do they affect you and I? Oh, well, so they're like that synonym to absurdities or ludicrousnesses. <laughs> uh. So if we really are having trouble communicating anyways, and we try to stay in line about how it is that we're going to actually get our points across, we're going to have a lot of limitations that get in the way. And that's going to lead to a lot of despair and resentment and, you know, maybe even some cynicism about whether it's worth it to try to communicate in the first place. But in the end, that's all that we have. In order to make a difference in this world, it's going to be really important that, um, it's gonna be really important that we take all those
1: things into consideration. So I invite you to really take a look now
0: at what is it, like what is it about you and your ability or lack of ability to
1: um, communicate effectively
0: in the world of, Getting your point across, or maybe even more to the point, what is it in your capacity that allows for um, you to step into your real voice in a way that actually other people have a likelihood of hearing is somehow close enough to what it is that you are trying to say?
1: I'm going to invite my friend to now. um to uh come into the zoom room if you just give me a moment i'm copying the link
0: seeing if he has any interest so i invite you to look at what would it take for you to find your true voice this course the true voice course that i've developed that i've told you about the last several weeks is exquisite it's awesome there are six modules each module has uh um three lessons so there's 18 lessons and each lesson has a video associated with it uh and prompts so there's like 54 prompts 60 page workbook you get uh, access to my mastermind you get both of my books you get access to a really cool community called the true voice tribe And what we're really here for is getting that authenticity is even more important than content. We get so caught up with content as if we know what we're right about, and if someone's wrong and all that.
1: The idea here is that it's time to make
0: that difference. The idea here is that without making a difference, you'll never be heard. If you don't speak, you will never be heard. And if you don't speak your true voice, you will never be known. Now, if you don't speak, you certainly can be hearded. We're seeing that all over the world. But if you do speak your true voice, there is a capacity to actually make a difference and get on the backside of all these challenges, the big ones in the world, the small ones in your life, the medium ones that are taking you back. For instance... You might not have the job you love, you might not have the relationship you love, and you might not even have the family relationship or what you're doing in your life may not be on its way to leaving a legacy that has to be that you did good while you were here on this planet in the three-dimensional world. A true voice allows for you to do that. So I invite you to consider coming over to the True Voice course. Between now and September 2nd, the price of the course is still half price. So uh, it's been valued at $25.99, and the course is half price. I think it's $12.99 at this point. Come take a look. It's at truevoicepodcasting.com, and I think you'll see that. We've got something for you. The course is essentially dedicated to 18 to to 39-year-old young men, but it also 18 to 39-year-old young women and really all ages. I especially focus on the 18 to 39-year-old men because I just love this population, and they are the future of our country and the world. If you've had any time to interact with this group of people, you can see that they're kind of cut from a different cloth. They have a level of brilliance and insight that is extraordinary, and yet their words and what they have to say, their opinions are often diminished or not welcome. Their voices need to be heard. They have plenty to say. They've watched uh, the world unfold up for the last 18 or 39 years, and they're fresh in their thinking, and they're not warped or jaded, as some of our older folks are, like me, who uh, have lived through so many changes and maybe have a greater degree, a sense of cynicism or a sense of um, helplessness. This is a group that could really offer some insight that might be able to really move the world in in ways that we otherwise Would never have imagined so i'm really dedicated to giving them their true voice amongst everybody else the other thing i want to say before i sign off today is i have a book or two that i'd like you to take a look at you can find my book at findyourtruevoicebook.com at findyourtruevoicebook.com and i'll send you that book in hard copy and uh, all you have to do is read it and then get back to me about uh, the impact it might have had on you. I like the book a lot. It's a deeper dive into what we're talking about here and in finding your true voice. And then I have another book that I wrote a couple of years ago called The Creative Aid, Healing Through Creativity and Self-Expression. And you can find that on my website uh, or on Amazon. My website has a version of it in audio, uh, which you can get for free, and a version of it in uh, in PDF. But if you want the hard copy for your bookshelf, it is kind of got a cool cover, and it's a cool book to have. Then you can find that at Amazon. uh, The Creative Eight: uh, Healing Through Creativity and Self Expression. There are other forms of conversation that uh, the Creative Eight speaks to. You know, so we've spoken of vocality and briefly of the written word, but the Creative Eight talks about other forms of self expression and receipt that might, in fact. Override or be more valuable than even the spoken word uh, that we use so regularly. They include art, di- art, music, dancing, singing, drama, cooking, writing, and gardening, amongst uh, photography and cleaning. As well as there's a trump card. There's a card there that gets to be utilized whenever any of those don't work or you don't feel compelled to go in those directions, and that would be helping anybody do anything. These particular self expressed tactics, uh, um, platforms, ideas open up new avenues of self-expression that then become available and create often a diminishment or a distinct disappearance of what might have been thought to be mental illness symptoms. Once people are heard for who they are, once people resonate as if they have been connected with, that's when healing starts. This is what my life has taught me. And I kind of knew this when I arrived, but I've been unwavering about it and I don't get that much argument about it. The truth is connecting with another person is the ultimate source of healing. Many people have been, you know, uh, disenfranchised or dismissed. And, uh, you know, dismissed as being afflicted or diseased or affected or uh, defective. Maybe they're none of those things, and maybe they just need to be heard. And that's what I'm going to invite you to do between now and the next show. So for now, I think I've said what I said about True Voice. Uh come see the course, true voice podcasting.com. Or come take a look at my book, find your true Find your Or give me a, you know, give me a holler if you want to talk more. I'm at welcome. I'm at Dr. Fred at welcome to humanity.net. And that creative eight book is at Welcome to humanity.net forward slash creative, or welcome to humanity.net forward slash creative eight. So for now, I'm going to bid you farewell. I hope this was a helpful and not too confusing conversation about the essence of the miracle that is a unified intention when two people decide they're going to be doing a similar thing or helping each other move a certain direction at a certain time with a certain level of intention, recognizing the tools that are available to us. And then, man, getting off and running inside these things called conversations. Humanity is amazing, folks. Welcome to humanity. Welcome to your true voice. We'll catch you next week. It's Dr. Fred. Bye for now. I love you. Hello, everybody, and I just wanted to thank you for getting through another episode of True Voice with Dr. Fred. Wasn't that great? It is so much fun to interact with people and then interact with my listenership about really finding true voice and then bringing it forward. I really have never done anything more important than this, and I'm finally aligned with myself by helping others find their true voice. Let's find your alignment. What do you really want in your life?